Thank you. You chose to hit play on the Anything But Quiet Time podcast brought to you by Compassion International. Do you have something to keep them here? I mean, it's like when you tell them, well, you chose this. I think they know that they chose this and immediately like, I'm out. No, 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 no. This is the best this guy's got. We're cool and funny. I promise. He's just repeating everything that I already knew. Hey, thanks again for not hitting skip. Uh, there's something original. Stop it. All right. I got a phrase for you. This is where we talk about our quiet times. Yes. And um, interestingly enough, with what my pastor presented the other day and mm-hmm. what Rochelle's going through. In the Bible. In the yep. Bible you're going through the whole Bible, correct? Yep. You're in the Old Testament. Yep. It actually lines up. So let me just throw up this, this question for you. And you just tell me your instant feelings when I say these words. And the phrase is the Lord's name in vain. Okay. Instant feelings go. Uh, usually the OMG thing comes up in my brain Mm -hmm. and how often that's used and how God's name is used as a swear word. Mm -hmm. That's the instant thing that comes up, but now other things are popping up with my quiet time. It's very interesting that we, we go there and you know, we should, I think we should be reverent when we're talking about the name of God. Yeah. (laughs) But how much more there actually is. Yes. And I need to explain why I'm laughing. I just... Sometimes I think we say things out loud that feel like they should be no brainers, but I I need the reminder. And it's, I Mm -hmm. don't know, maybe it's nervous laughter. It's like, why do I have to be reminded about things over and over again? But one of this, one of these things I think um, was really refreshing and even new to me in regards to uh, what we, what we usually say in taking the name of the Lord in vain. Here's a verse. Here's the verse. Uh, I'm sure there's probably more to this, but, but this specific verse of where we get this. Exodus 20, verse 7, you must not misuse the name of the Lord, your God. Mm-hmm. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Now, obviously, speaking to Israel at that time, mm-hmm. but um, in, in as, as simple way as I can say it, there are many things in the Old Testament that we still follow today. The moral laws of the Old Testament mm-hmm. is something that Jesus approved and fulfilled and still we are are held to that moral law some of the cultural ceremonial things we're not held to from the old testament thank god we can eat bacon um but (laughs) this is obviously one of those things that is people don't feel like they can after reading through leviticus and yeah i i actually have a family member's like i don't do that i'm like well do you uphold Um, by the other ones where you're not supposed to eat a cheeseburger. Listen, then. listen. It's not I'm, kosher. I'm I'm not gonna to make it controversial where because I believe they're saved, but I'm gonna pray they get a revelation. <laughs> I'm be praying for that. No, honestly, <laughs> what we we've talked about Romans 14 before. Oh, Whatever your word. conviction is on these things that there's no specific teaching on. To say it again, the chapter, the one that we used to reference, Romans 14. When others who believe as you believe in terms of Jesus is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. He resurrected. It is through him and him alone that gives us the opportunity of eternal life, not only after this life, but right here and right now. But not everybody agrees on other aspects of lesser things. Let's put it that way. Let's say drinking wine. Okay. Alcohol. We'll just say it. Alcohol. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is one of those things there is no specific teaching against. Mm -hmm. And so it would qualify in that Romans 14 conversation. Of course, the the examples here that Paul is giving uh, is uh, things like there's no day holier than another. Some people Mm -hmm. are very, very rigid about the Sabbath. Uh, So there's no day holier than another. That can include holidays and all that other stuff. And then there's um, also the the, uh, meat 
that was blessed, that was prayed to, sacrificed to pagan gods, but then was being sold in the marketplace. Just like, you know, if we went to the grocery store yeah. and we pick up a ham and somebody tells you that was sacrificed, that was, uh, you know, for a, a pagan god. Well, some of the Christians thought that bothers me. I don't want to mm-hmm. eat that. Sure. And then some other Christians goes, I don't believe in that anyway, so right. it really doesn't matter. And Paul's going, whatever. It's He's not saying, because he's, he's saying there's freedom to eat it, but I misinterpreted that a lot. I thought my job, whether it was about whatever free freedom that we have like mm-hmm. that, that there's no teaching against, I thought it was my job to tell people, hey, um, there's freedom in this. You should do it. You should try it. And then roll your eyes at all the other people who aren't doing it. And Maybe Actually, is, is that true? Where you, oh, I would roll my eyes. You feel yeah. a little snarky. And okay. I would, you know, let's just even we'll say it. Halloween. Okay, Halloween is a very controversial day in Christian culture. We've talked about this a few podcasts well, yeah. ago, and, and with good reason. With the its historical roots, there's some stuff there that's not Christian. Absolutely, yes, there is a lot. But there, the present day, mm-hmm. pretty much, it's wear a costume and get candy. That's that's what most people believe it to be. And, and so, yeah. Now here's where I thought. Okay, I I need to. Let's talk about Romans 14. I need to say there's freedom in this because no day is holier than another. And that's at verse five. And that goes like the opposite. True. Meaning there is no day that's less holy potentially than another. This is a day that the Lord has made. But what Romans 14 context is very interesting. It is whatever your conviction is, Mm. you need to follow that. Oh, yeah. And so we need to be comfortable with people who don't think the same way about Halloween or drinking wine. Sensitive to them, yes. And we and when it says make your brother stumble, I would I would I thought it was something like, okay, let's say I'm comfortable drinking wine, mm-hmm. but I know you know Joe over here is an alcoholic. Well, I'm just not going to do that in front of him or offer him any. Of course, no, 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 no. Let's say Joe is not an alcoholic and he's just against alcohol mm-hmm. and is rigid and says it's wrong for him. Okay. Well, then I don't need to try to tempt him to disobey that conviction because mm-hmm. then I am making him sin. If he's if he is acting against a conviction, then he's sinning. Yes. And I'm helping making him stumble. So whatever our convictions are in these freedom things, yeah. we need to follow. Yes. And not try to necessarily convince somebody. Yeah. In a heated debate. As to why they're wrong. And that's the thing. And it, here we, got, we we stumble ourselves in that moment because we, well, I have freedom in this. But if you're trying to push what you are in that moment free with onto a person who is convicted with that situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to use what you were saying with the whole wine. I had a friend and he was comfortable drinking like that with his wife, but they always did it in the privacy of their home. Mm-hmm. And it was Yes, according to Romans 14, not to cause another to stumble, but also out of respect for the Christian community because he had a platform in Christian radio. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he knew that people might recognize him if he was out at a restaurant and he wanted to make sure that he was sensitive to that. And I really appreciated that. But that's where the Holy Spirit drew a line for him. And he, he saw it very clearly. This is what I won't do. And this is what I will do. You also need to know that there can be uh, the opposite is true, where you could be so concerned about what other people think. So concerned that I don't want them to hate me because I'm doing this and and they don't like it. Where am I at in my spiritual walk right now? Am I worrying about pleasing man or pleasing God? Yeah, it's you're not supposed um, to be walking around eggshells per se either. There's a balance there. Respect, not pleasing. Okay, you know what I mean. Don't cater, but do respect other people. Absolutely, and if they ask you about it, then you can be honest with them and say, "Here's what." 
And and you know what? I would really encourage if you know there's something uh, that you do that is outside maybe the rules of the church that you grew up in. Let's say you did have a glass of wine at dinner and you felt comfortable with that over time. And you actually even researched it. You looked into some scriptures about, well, is there something here? There certainly is about drunkenness. Yeah. You know, yeah. A- absolutely. But research the why or why not always before you do anything that you're, you know, is this okay? Is this, what does the Bible have to say? So that if they do, if that person who is convicted to not drink comes to you and says, I really don't think that you should be doing this, pray before you speak at all. Because sometimes I get, I don't know, I get super defensive about stuff and I need to just take a beat and then share with them because you've got it now in your, 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 <laughs> In your Bible backpack, you've got the information now to be able to share and say, listen, I want to respect you with where you're at completely. Um, and and I, I congratulate you for standing by your convictions. Actually, um, I felt freedom in this. And here's why. And now I've got a list of reasons as to why. And you actually might have opened up a whole conversation. And, and it's a humbling thing when you realize yours is not the only one at the table. You know, your conviction is not the only one. It actually could be a Christ-oriented conviction. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's actually awesome because we've said it before. You've probably seen it knitted on a pillow or a napkin somewhere. It's nice. That God is not a God who lives in our box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's going to blow our minds one day when we are in heaven and capable uh, because in this human form, we would probably implode if we took on all that there is to know about God. And even then, I think we'll get doses. We have some things figured out on, <laughs> on some things and then totally lost in others. And then yeah. we try to know more and more. Um, and and when it comes to those those conversations, yeah, th- this is where we can agree to disagree. But that's why it's important to know Scripture. Yes. To to know it and know the context of it. Somebody might, so another Christian might come to you and say, no, it says this here. Yeah. You know, there's an um, example. I, we talked about it at the Christmas series that we did. Mm-hmm. That it's, uh, there's a verse in the Old Testament. Was it Jeremiah? I believe about the they hung tinsel on yes, trees and yes. it was about pagans. Well, that that wasn't about. I mean, there wasn't, wasn't Christmas time Christmas. at all yet, so right. it wasn't about Christmas. So just right. knowing the context. Uh, but then there are some things mm-hmm. that we just would all be disobeying. We there are some sure. things that you can't go. You know what's right for me? Murder. <laughs> like you can't just say like there are just yes. some things that are black and white. Those are absolute truths. And here we are. At verse twenty, verse seven in Exodus twenty, you must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. This and is on God's top ten list, right? This is the top ten <laughs> list. Yeah, better than Letterman's, right? And so, ten commandments. You have the ten commandments, and this is so big, and yet I didn't, I didn't realize how big it was. Mm-hmm. We kind of water this down by mm-hmm. thinking it's only about speech; that mm-hmm. it's only about saying God's name in vain. And again, reverence, we talked about that. That's important to have too. But the translation here, what they're kind of getting at is you are bearing the name of God. Yeah. You are representing Christians. Of course, then it was, you know, you're representing Israel, but we are representing Christianity. We are representing the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So when we get lost in this um, dumb stuff, where it can can be uh, another ideology Mm-hmm. rather than what Jesus actually teaches. Mm-hmm. Let's say we get too wrapped up in politics or we get too wrapped up in comfortabilities and and thinking, well, making the most money is what Jesus would want me to do. Okay, are are we actually, are we 
going for something and bringing Jesus along with us? Mm-hmm. Are we trying to get Jesus to align to us or are we aligning with Jesus? And you even take both political parties. You know, we shouldn't be Republican or Democrat yeah. and then go and and Jesus thinks about it like this and he would be for this and he would march for this. Where are you getting that stuff? Because that Jesus is the way mm-hmm. and there will be some overlap in any other ideology. Sure. Some. I mean, it depends on yeah. what the ideology is. And so let's say you're one political party. Well, there might be, you know, be kind to the poor or there yeah. be fiscally responsible or whatever. Some of that might line up. But Jesus way is the way God is God. We're not we're not right and pull God alongside us. We're representing his name. And that's where the bearing of the name, I think kind of about it like this when we were talking about this illustration. I think about being um, a middle school, high school boy at church camp. Mm -hmm. And the leaders were like, you need to keep this bathroom clean. And of course, the reasons for that were endless of being respectful of where we were staying, of serving one another, of just being, you know, cleanly and and trying to understand that full scope of uh, the full scope of representing the name of First Baptist Church is where I went. And so we have that you were representing that. And yet, as every boy did at that age, what can we just barely get by with and be good and be <laughs> and be done with cleanup time to so go to dinner or go, yeah. go flirt with the girls? Uh, well, I mopped that corner. Am I done? Yeah, I'm done. And sometimes I, I think, even though this is still an important issue, sometimes I think, well, I don't say God's name in vain. Okay, I'm done. I'm good. Checklist. No. Check it off the list. <laughs> we, we, we have a lot. To, and there's forgiveness and grace, oh, certainly yeah. with Jesus, but just understanding how important it is that it, mm-hmm. if we have the Jesus fish on the back of our car, if we say we listen to the Christian radio station, if we wear the Christian T-shirts, if we're at work and we say, yeah, I'm a churchgoer, and then we treat people like crud, yeah, we're representing Jesus. Yeah. And am I open to if a, a good brother and sister in the Lord does come up alongside me because they feel like I need to talk to them because I feel like they, they're, I, I see Jesus in them here, but I'm not feeling it here. Mm-hmm. That's a good conversation to have. Please, uh, if you're the person who's about to talk to that person and say, hey, I really feel like you're not representing Christ well, you're not bearing his name well, um, please pray about that before you. Uh, <laughs> That's a big conversation. It's a big conversation. And um, be be prepared to be humbled because there will probably be some record of wrongs. Guess what up. you do. <laughs> Record of wrongs. I mean, praying the Holy Spirit open all of our eyes to the ways that we are failing. But we can anticipate we will fail. Yeah. Because if we, I mean, Jesus was, he was sent with a reason because we couldn't possibly get it all right. And he knew that. And so that's why he came, because he did get it all right. Yeah. Um, I, I think all you said was really amazing. And in hearing you talk about this in your own quiet time, I... Uh, I'm reading through right now in Leviticus, which is everybody's favorite. That's uh, that's a lot <laughs> there. That, you talk about the ceremonial <laughs> stuff earlier. There's yeah. a lot of stuff in there yeah. that we it's good to know about. But it is. Man. It's good to know about because I, what would really be cool is if one day, and maybe it already exists. I'm sure it does in a dissertation done by a student in some Bible college. Probably, yes. Uh, but to compare the laws of other faiths uh-huh. to what... The Hebrew God was asking of his people, we would see the compassion of the Hebrew God. We would see the grace in wanting to make sure that women and servants uh, uh, slash slaves, they were taken care of. They were cared for, that that was never meant to be a position of um, 
subjecting them to a lesser place than as a teammate in society. Mm. Jesus was all about, you know, first of all, God chose a woman to carry the gospel. The first woman to carry it was Mary. Yeah. You know, um, he made her in his image. So uh, there there's a lot of arguments out there about why. Why does the law even matter? We're Christians. Jesus came to fulfill the law. So he took care of it. Of course, we don't have to worry about it. I've even said stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, all this stuff I don't understand. And then I heard this incredible lady who apparently the first time she ever decided to read through the Bible was when she was in fourth grade. Okay, show off. Yeah. But she didn't do I, it to show off. She was, yeah. she craved and loved reading it. I'm oh. just like, wow, that people like that exist. Yeah, I, I was trying to get that like a 10th book read for my <laughs> AR Scholastic Pizza Party. <laughs> I was trying to do get get and that speaking of trying to hit the minimum <laughs> requirements, fifty page book is all okay. Yeah, all right, yeah. fifty one page. Can I, found I read it. How to Eat Fried Worms twice? Yeah, <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> but she's reading through the Bible and she just loved reading the Bible and she finally realized it's like I need to do this. Mm-hmm. This is what I need to do with my life. And her name is Doctor Imes. Okay. And I was listening to a podcast that she was a part of and she just spoke clarity into what the law can mean if you are reading through the Bible and make you go, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I never thought of it that way, and this is so cool. Yeah. So when it comes to, first of all, she disputes whether it's actually Ten Commandments or more like nine. Oh, do tell. Well, let's look at the first two. What are they? To love the Lord your God. And the second? Not make any uh, image. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make any graven image. Do those, like if you're obeying the first one, do you think you're even going to need somebody to come? This is frustrating to me. It happens maybe to you as well. There's something that's so completely obvious as the nose on your face and you've got it. It's In fact, you're in the middle of doing whatever it is and somebody has the nerve to come alongside you and say, now don't forget to do it this way. And you're like, I'm literally, literally in the middle of doing it this yeah. way, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you're upholding the first commandment, there shouldn't there shouldn't be the need for God to be like that person that comes up behind you and say, now don't forget to do this. However, God is he sees a pattern with his people. <laughs> it's uh, not a great pattern. And let's be honest, uh, if you were following me with a camera like the office uh, fake docu series, um, you would probably see the two seconds after I told that person, I don't need you to retell whatever it was that I was doing. I completely blew. Mm. And you, so you needed the reminder. I needed the reminder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if I think of God in this way as a precious friend that comes alongside and says, don't forget, that means no graven image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if I'm taking care of the first one, I should automatically know the second one is is a part of that. So some have argued there are truly nine commandments. Because those are kind of the same. And that even the first two are probably the most important because if you're doing the first two, and I'm talking about if we thought there were only nine, if we were doing the thou shalt have no other gods or make graven images as one, mm-hmm. the second one is probably the second most important, if not just equivally, uh, equivally, is that a word? Equivocally. Equally important. <laughs> and that is to do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And there are different versions on this. Uh, translated means do not carry the name of God in vain. Do mm. not um, uphold it. Do not, um, in fact, when, when uh, God was saying these things, the words spoken, it was almost like a contract deal when he rescued them from Egypt and said, 
that you will bear my name. Mm-hmm. The, the wording used in the scriptures, um, and I don't have the exact word in front of me, so forgive me, but if you're interested in Hebrew, it's very, very fascinating. But it basically means it's a contract. You're going to be my people. Almost like uh, to make sure that you, you wrote your name on your backpack, to make sure uh, this is my backpack. He mm-hmm. wrote his name on us. Mm-hmm. You're my people. And then even later in the book of uh, Exodus, you see the map out for, okay, this is how the tabernacle is going to be because this is the place where they go to worship God. And there are these priestly robes that Aaron is going to wear. And it's all incredibly detailed. And the names of each tribe are on these stones that he wears in his breastplate. It's beautiful, different stones, gold. Why are the names on there? Because he is bearing the names of the people when he goes into the Holy of Holies, that place before God, Mm. and he's representing the people. He is bearing their names before God. But interestingly enough, on his head, on the turban, is a gold plate bearing the name of God, and he's bringing that name to the people. So it's like, here we are lifting the name, you are representing me. So shortly after he says, you're my people, put my brand on you mm-hmm. i've labeled you mine you know then he tells us and the second commandment thou shalt not take the name of the lord your god in vain that means you will not bear my name and misuse it abuse it be mm. fruitless they will know because you are my people that you are different because you're upholding what i've asked you to uphold so basically the argument is if you think of those first, that first part of the, the Ten Commandments, you can hang all of the others from it because if you're not misrepresenting God, then that means you have your identity in check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're his. Yeah. I'm not thinking of straying from this. And if you've got your worship correct, then you're going to be aligned with whatever he asks of you. There's not going to be a thought to dishonor your family. There's not going to be a thought to, to kill somebody, to steal to lie about people, to covet, because you're in line with your worship and whose you are. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. It's And you see where, even how you started with why does the Old Testament matter, and you see why this continues to matter, even mm-hmm. because, like we talked about, how some people say, you know, what Jesus would do this or Jesus would do this. And it's it, I just it's important to know Jesus confirmed mm-hmm. everything that was being said. And so when we're bearing the name of God, and I've seen it on both sides of the aisle, politically, socially, everything, of uh, saying, God would want this. No, God would want this. Let's look at what God said, guys. <laughs> and and I'm guilty of it, too. Well, sure. I mean, I say just saying, I think God would do this. I think. Let's go look it up. Yeah, let's not put God, uh, words in his mouth either. Yeah. What does it really mean? And I really want to discover more and more. Um, I'm certainly guilty of uh, paraphrasing scripture. And um, it look, there is nothing wrong. If God, if you read a scripture and you're trying to relate it to somebody else mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you really, re- I felt like this is what it was saying. That's fantastic because his spirit is alive. His scripture is alive. Yes. In fact, you can see 10 things there that I didn't see and I can see things you didn't see. At the same time, when you are going to the table with, um, with somebody in, in regards to, to God, make sure that your source is, is value, va- valid. Yeah. Make sure that you are reading, in fact, what it is not only spoken here in the, ver- the version you're reading, but when it's translated, it's a good translation. The context is understood. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. some of it just, I mean, it comes across, we even talked about last week, you know, Pharaoh's heart hardened, and you're like, oh my gosh, is, 
is really harsh. Some of the things that are, well, if we understand these things within the context mm-hmm. yeah. of scripture well, and of the times, you know, that's right. huge. And and we were talking about to, to, you might have a revelation from God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's great because God obviously still talks to us personally and he may, you know, lead a church this way or a leader of a country this way. Um, but I think it, it can be, you talk about the, the translation and paraphrasing and things like that. I think it's important to know, let's start with the base text. What does the mm-hmm. Bible say? And then we can all apply that to our own situations. Yeah. But to say, I, I don't know, I'm going to make something up. Um, God, God wants me to eat more cauliflower. You know, just, I just had that revelation. I think he wants me to more cauliflower. <laughs> well, okay. okay. All right. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to question that with somebody else. But then to say, yeah, the Bible, Bible instructed me, I need to eat more cauliflower. You should do it too. You should do it too. You should do it too. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, God, God talked to you, but let's not start paraphrasing scripture, inserting something that he's not actually saying to everybody. What he said to everybody, mm-hmm. the next thing we're waiting on yeah. is the second coming of Jesus. Yeah. So he's not asking somebody to start a new revelation of God. He's not starting to, you know, somebody where the next thing we're waiting on is Jesus. And what we're doing right now is telling people about Jesus. But as we're here, I think individually we'll hear revelations. Sure. It's just a very scary thing to hear somebody go, God's telling me that all our, all the people need to do this. Yeah. Where are you getting that? <laughs> double check the source. Yeah. What, what does scripture say about this? Um, do you know this person well? What kind of fruit are they bearing? Mm-hmm. Satan knew the scripture. He quoted it to he, Jesus. He knows it. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> twists it. He doesn't make it up. He twists it. Hitler shared scripture. Hmm. Wow. Twisted it. I did not know that. Um, my father once told me that I don't know where, and I really don't want to pull out yeah, but my conf to find it. But, but a lot of leaders do. Yeah, um, they, they, ch- they use the Bible to make it seem like this is what it is. Sometimes don't we all? Absolutely we do. So the, the concern there is, Lord, I, I don't want to be busy pointing it out in other people's eyes, the specs, when planks are in my own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but just to caution us, Lord, uh, I want to be honest, and I want to live in such a way that they will know that I'm yours. And Jesus told us the way to do that is love. He's, this is the, the verse is that they will know you by your love for one another. And uh, he told us that the two most important commandments were to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then to love our neighbor. Mm. That's what he told us. How do those relate to the first two commandments? Well, if we're worshiping him correct and we know what our identity is, we will automatically be doing the loving right because we'll be in alignment with who he is. And, you know, it's it, to, to how did Jesus kind of wrap it all up? It's pretty amazing. And we look at the law and sometimes we think, well, Jesus already took care of that for us. And certainly he said, I came to fulfill the law. And there were certainly things that we couldn't do on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, we still can't. There's so much we can't do in our own strength. And he proves that over and over again. Um, but we did misrepresent his name. Um, the Israelite people did me- misrepresent it. They were sent into exile. And his name is to be hallowed. And a part of the prayer, Dr. Ems was pointing out, when Jesus prays that incredible prayer that he teaches us to pray, what does he say? Hallowed be your name. It's like he said, I know it was disrespected, mm. but I'm going to come in where I'm going to teach you how to hallow it again. Mm-hmm. Hallowed be your name. And I was like, when she said that, I said, oh, my word, I love that so much. Jesus teaches us how and not to do like what you were talking about, Carter, just like to get the bare bones of something. Mm -hmm. The word command, 
we think it's okay. So it's one rule. It's usually one sentence. It's got a number in front of it. Go on to the next. Boom. Yeah. Like there is a fleshing out process here for these rules. It's okay. It means when I, I'm not to take his name in vain or excuse me, carry his name in vain. What does that mean in every aspect of my life? Am I being appropriate in dress, in speech, in manner? Mm-hmm. Am I um, sharing love in the midst of discussion and politics and, you know, all of these things. And if you can't check all of them, then this is one of the things It's not to guilt trip us, but to say, see, baby, there's still room to grow in me. And I'm going to help you keep checking those boxes. Well, and, and you see where you know, you talk about the Lord's name in vain. Mm-hmm. Are we misrepresenting it? And so that really goes along with what Jesus said in the New Testament. If you love me, you'll obey my commands. Mm-hmm. And so I, you actually mentioned love. And this is actually a great thing that nowadays with the culture that we live in is a great uh, example. I mean, it's a terrible example, but it's a, it's a, it's the quintessential example on how people will misrepresent Jesus. Well, Jesus was for love. Well, Jesus oh. didn't condemn that woman caught in adultery. And so you have all t- types of ways that people live nowadays. You with, mean used to get to do whatever they want to do? It's exactly right. <laughs> it's exactly right. Because you're absolutely right. But he told that woman, go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. God also, uh, uh, every the Ten Commandments and the moral laws of the Old Testament, Jesus fulfilled and, and believed. That's just what culture did then. They supported the whole Old Testament. So mm-hmm. he has nowhere where he says, by the way, all those old things, you can do whatever you want now. Right. No, no, no. He didn't say that. And so you you have this, it's a really hard discussion in the culture that we live in. Mm-hmm. Well, you're just not being loving. No, think about it like somebody hooked on drugs. It's not loving to not tell you mm-hmm. that you're killing yourself. It's not loving to continue just being your buddy and enabler without Attempting in some way. Now, I mean, everybody's situation is different. Sometimes just all you can do is pray mm-hmm. and you can't see that person anymore. I mean, there's a million different situations. But to be an enabler of a lifestyle and yeah. go, well, yeah, because Jesus is just about love. So, you know, I'm not going to. Who am I to judge? Judgment calls and saying right and wrong is not what he's talking about. No. he. At the same time, I'm, I think he modeled the perfect way of getting down in the dirt with people, mm-hmm. not dirtying himself per se. Right, I, right. And I'm using that metaphorically, but I this is my favorite reference because I think it just, she relates to, to that person who is caught in the act, who is condemned by the people, mm-hmm. who should be killed for her mm-hmm. sin mm-hmm. and brought before Jesus and they're trying to trap him. And God sees their heart right. and he knows they're trying to trap him. This yeah. is not about... Her. It's not about her, really. This is not about upholding the law. This is about you right now trying to trap me. Their heart wasn't in the right place anyway. He knew that. But on, but more than that, I think, it was he got down to her level at one point and mm-hmm. says, woman, where are your convictors? Because he, or condemners. What was the exact wording? I don't know. The people that were going to stone yeah. and take your life. Speaking of paraphrasing, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're Rochelle and Carter. <laughs> but he asks, where are your accusers? Yeah, accusers, yeah, yeah. And she looks around and they've all disappeared because they know when Jesus says, well, if you've never sinned, then cast the first stone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They can't do it. So she looks around and says, they're, they're not here. Neither do I. I don't condemn you for this. Go and sin no more. There was such a love in that. There was such an, I, I see you. I'm, I'm here with you. It is not a pointing of his finger at her. Mm-hmm. It is not a distanced thing. Now, there were certainly times where Jesus um, 
would speak to the crowds. Obviously, they they gathered and followed him and he had to feed all of them, you know, with fish and bread, tiny little lunches from a boy. Uh, all those stories. Yes. But it the significant moments, too, where he met people one on one in the home of Zacchaeus, you mm-hmm. know, uh, mm-hmm. there were. Twelve different guys with twelve different opinions that followed him all around his disciples, and I'm sure there was bickering at the table too. But he he was at the table with them, and so it was a learning process. It was, uh, you know, I you don't want to do this, yeah. but it wasn't a um, gosh, what am I trying to say? It wasn't I, an endorsement of their sin, but it was be, but it wasn't separating himself from them because of it. Yeah, there's. There was this great story a friend of mine told me. He said, I'm on a car ride and I'm driving through about three different states. We're both going to the same college. And she said, like, hey, can I hitch a ride? And he's like, well, she's pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're going to a Christian university. So this will kind of make a little bit more sense why she would bring up a biblical topic like this. Okay. But she's like, yeah, I just, uh, I just, God has really given me the gift of rebuke. <laughs> And he's like, at this point, it's only like 15 minutes into the car ride. We've got hours to go. And yeah. I'm like, this is not going to be my favorite car ride. <laughs> See, that I don't believe. <laughs> I don't think it's a spiritual gift. I don't think it's, <laughs> no, it's not. No. <laughs> but yet so many of us do. I'll sit there in my own judgment. Hmm. You ever done that in your mind? Huh. Mm-hmm. Do you see something? And you kind of get that little, huh. Right. Face about that person. I can't believe they did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, What I need to do is shut that down right in that moment Mm -hmm. and say, God, I know there must be a plank in my own eye somewhere, whether Mm -hmm. it's in regards to this exact situation. I don't know. But that's not okay with you. What you've asked me to do is to love that person, Mm -hmm. to accept that person, not their sin, not what has happened here, but to pray for them. If I am praying for them. You know, the gossip thing, no. If we're talking about it, no, we should stop yep. and we should be praying yeah, about it. Yeah, we should it. either be praying about it or and or talking with them about it. I yeah. mean, if we know them well enough, let's talk to them let's about it. Let's talk to them about <laughs> it. Not to somebody else behind their back. And make sure that you are affirming what is affirmable. Mm-hmm. Because people are, God's creation, they're an image of God bearers. Mm-hmm. He made all people in his image and they may be mixed up about some stuff. But I've been there, too, and I still am in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm encouraged by by the more I discover about God, the more I realize I know nothing. And that's a humbling feeling. And that's where we should all be as Christ followers and say, Lord, I want to know more. I want to know more because whenever we feel like we've arrived, Carter, oh, my gosh, God, help us. We usually get reminded that we have it. <laughs> Let, let me. Get, I, we were having some fun with this example the other day uh, off off the podcast, and so let me just see. I just want you to um, you do everything that you've you've said in the last couple of minutes. Okay, where you're trying to not endorse sin. Well, you're not endorsing right, sin, right, right. but you're also being there for somebody. So let's just pretend we're gonna like role play yeah. here. Okay, me and you are uh-huh. our friends, just like, just like this. Yeah. I, you're you and I'm me. Okay, uh, but I. Mm-hmm. Make a habit of once or twice a week, mm-hmm. the ice cream truck will drive by. Yes. And I'll walk out there and I'll, you know, say, stop. I'd like to. And then I punch 
the ice cream truck driver in the face and wow. I go back to the back of the truck and I grab a Spider-Man with a bubble gum for eyes or whatever <laughs> and I just enjoy that. And you know that this is a habit that once or twice a week, I'll even bring some in. You know, we, we're sitting here at work. Hey, yeah. Rochelle, I got a Spider-Man in the freezer for you. I got it because uh, of this dumb old ice cream truck driver last night. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm taking you to court. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reporting the felony for the guy. Yeah. Okay. And you really would. You really would. Uh, I would. Well, if, 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 first of all, this is a ridiculous scenario. This I know, but that's happen. why you got to use too real of one. If okay. I start using the word Republican or Democrat, people are going to grip their steering wheel. And what are you going to say? Because of the relationship you and I have, I would look at you and say, what? is wrong with you. What do you mean? What's wrong? What? I get a, I get an ice cream. See, this, I would do what I did with my son the other day when he was making an excuse as to why he he um, <laughs> did an eye for an eye with me. Okay. <laughs> he, was, he was talking about this kid. Well, he did this, so I did this back. Okay, yeah. And I pulled out the Bible app starting at Genesis 1-1, and I said, here you go. He goes, what is this? I said, well, that's the Bible right there online. Find it in there somewhere. Oh, man. Find it in there somewhere where you can justify Jesus giving you cause <laughs> to go out. And he That's goes, good. and he just kind of tosses it back at me. Okay, mom, I get it. <laughs> Find it in there. How many times? That is such a tired thing. Well, brother did this to me too. I know. Please find, find it in there. Oh. Man, you know, and the whole eye for an eye thing. Listen, again, if we uncover the context of these civilizations and know what was going on, we will have greater understanding. But Jesus came along and he says, I've come to fulfill the law. And then he starts fleshing it out on the mm -hmm. Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He starts sharing with us what this is all supposed to be, this relationship with God, because God was working, I think. Primarily, he's working with what he had. These were broken people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he freed them. Before he even gave them the law, he freed them from Egypt. He freed them from their bondage. So it was already a done deal. I think the eye for an eye thing is funny, too, because <laughs> how it started was really for fair treatment. It was like, what? okay, what should the punishment be? I stole a Skittle. Not that they had Skittles then, but I stole a Skittle. Yes! <laughs> no, let's make it more what? of like, we'll take a Skittle from him. Yeah. Like that was like it was supposed to be for fair treatment. But yeah. even today we use it as, well, you know what? They get what's coming. You start to read some of the I mean, like even today, it was the, again, lovely. Leviticus talking about leprosy. And uh -huh. if the hairs have turned white along with the white blemish, if it is white and red and all this stuff, which honestly, it's like don't eat breakfast or dinner. OK. If you're going to be reading through scripture. Yeah, that's yeah, a good reminder. Yeah, don't read Leviticus while you're doing that. But um, it, you start reading. There were no medical journals. Yeah. There's yeah. no Web MD. There's no, is that what it's called? Web MD. Web MD, yeah. Wait, I try the, to the stay one, away from it because every time I'm like, you think oh, that you I'm have a serious going. disease, every time you a symptom matches up. But honestly, it was almost like a little bit of a Web MD with the priest back in those days because he, he wasn't knowing what he was looking at. And so God gave him this really great guide. It's like, okay. We're just going to keep it as simple as possible because you're dealing with a lot right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but if it looks like this and it looks like this after seven days, then you're going to want to, you're going to want to quarantine mm. another seven days. Mm. And it's like, oh gosh, well, that's, that's amazing. Well, if you take things so literally, let's say somebody who's so literal minded read that and all of a sudden their arm has a little white thing on it. Mm. I have to quarantine for seven days or I have to go, or we could go to a doctor. We could find out, we get some cream. But back in those days, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there's a legitimate reason you should read through all of these things because it was a he he brought the law around 
after he freed his people so they could know how to live in freedom. Mm. Is how I have heard it put by Dr. Arms. I'm like, that makes sense to me. And that gives me so much more. Um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? It gives me so much more appreciation. I, that wasn't a stretch. I don't know why it was so hard for me to yeah, think of that. Wow, that was yeah. <laughs> that was hard. I was straining. The little vein was popping Man, out. It's uh, it gives it's me late. more appreciation yeah. <laughs> for that that time and an understanding that this God was so incredibly merciful. Mm, mm-hmm. um, yes. Anyway. Even when we misrepresent His name, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, just a quick funny story before we get to Hope Notes with Compassion International about bearing. The name, yes, and really screwing it up. I'm reminded of a time, freshman baseball. <laughs> we're the Wildcats. <laughs> we of 24 games. Guess how many we won? Half a game. One. Well, well that was close. Was, you were a lot closer see, than guessing more. It was better than that. One I said game. Though. One whole one game. One whole game. We lost 23 out of 24 games. So already, if you see those sports movies where the coach like hates his life because the team's so bad, that was our coach. Bad news bears. He was yes. He was asleep in the dugout some of the time. Okay. And so we on one of the last games of the season, you know, we play the game. I'll I'll let you guess who won. Um, and we're on the way back. We stop at a fast food restaurant. We got our, our jerseys on still. Okay. And we're headed back home. We were just going to get some food and we all get our food and we, when you know, obviously you don't drive, do, do a drive through with the bus. So you all go in, you go to the bathroom, you get your food and then you come back on the bus and now we're ready to go home. And coach gets on the bus and he goes, <laughs> I just want to know who did it. <laughs> oh no. What now? What now? I listen. I just want to know who did it, and we're not moving this bus <laughs> until we know who did it. I already know. And we're like, what happened? And he said, I just got stopped walking <laughs> in from somebody in the drive through <laughs> And again, if you got kids right now, some little ears, this is mildly inappropriate. Well, the um, terminology may the term- change. <laughs> the terminology is mildly inappropriate. What happened was inappropriate. And he says, uh, he says, I was stopped by somebody in the drive through who said that one of y'all mooned them. Yeah. And we're like, okay, well, this season, we're bearing this wildcat <sighs> name on our jerseys, right? And, and our town name and everything. And my friend had the audacity. How could you not know? He raises his hand and he goes, it, it might've been me. <laughs> I did it 15 times back there. It, one of it, those times it could have been. Maybe. I don't remember that with description the of car that you're talking about, oh but might've been me. And there you go. We are representing our town. We're representing yes. our school. Yes. And then there we are. There one of us is. And then giving, uh, in this case, yes. all teammates or all Christians a bad name because yeah. of how it was represented. Yeah. Actually, that did happen in a bus that I went to school with. It was a Christian school bus <laughs> and they did moon the person behind it. I don't know. I think it actually 10 kids enrolled that de- next day. Is that what happened? Like, this is That's a different it. kind this of is... Christian school. No. <laughs> hey, Hope Notes. This is a school bus story for fun. Yeah, with Compassion International. Uh-huh. It's been such an exciting time. More kids have been sponsored with $38 a month. And Kenya is one country that really we're focused in on, even though Compassion's all over the world. And Kathy, she, she drives the school bus. These are elementary school kids. So they do way better than Carter's kids. Yeah. From his day. Yeah. And uh, well behaved. She said, we listened to the radio station where you were talking about compassion. And she decided, hey, kids, should I call them and sponsor a kid? It'll be from all of us. We'll take care of this one kid. Yes. And so she picked a child that was around her kids' age. Yeah. 
And now this whole school bus has sponsored this child. I can't imagine how many notes that little one is going to be receiving. That's the thing. You can write letters. And I mean, and it's very, actually very easy. You actually email the letters and then they'll get them. But you might get something hand drawn when they when they return the letter and you can correspond and you can encourage them in Jesus name. It is a Christian organization. So you can be as verbose as you want about Jesus. And that's they get taught Jesus there. They get a Bible when they get in the program. And they obviously get helped with tangible needs, food and clean water Mm -hmm. and help with education for public school. I like how you said be be as verbose, but it was a few weeks ago you said your word for this year was to be bold. Yeah, be bold. Be bold because we've heard the stories about children. My sponsor led me to Christ. Yeah. That's bold. I love to hear stories like that. And they are going to receive it so well. Um, a child uh, right now that is on the outside of the Compassion Project. There, see, they work through the local church, mm-hmm. and so there's there's a lot of kids in the community that don't get a chance to be in the program yet. But perhaps right now with a gift of $38 a month, you can find out more at HopeOnDemand.com and a th- gift of $38 a month will sponsor a child to bring them inside the gates. Or get them on the bus. Get on. You get on the bus. An appropriate bus. And a, Yes, an appropriate bus indeed. <laughs> this is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. And thanks for putting up with us. God, I didn't do anything. It was all you. You're talking about this, you know. Thanks the, for putting up with me. Event. The event. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>